And welcome, welcome, welcome to another bonus episode of The Bond Chronicles. I am your lovely host, Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram, Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter, or Ray Mr. Bond. I don't remember, but I'll be on there. You can find me one way or another through our link tree and my co-host. Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram, Robin Bond on Facebook. And Twitter is great before she says anything <laughs> inflammatory to the great Twitter. Incendiary. Uh, That's been the words we've been using a lot. So I changed it up, but we went back. So here we are. Um, and today's episode is going to be interesting. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm just listening. Oh. Um, it seems like you're thinking hard. I am because I don't want to be insensitive, but we have a responsibility and it's a really, they're two very different t- issues, but both very emotionally draining, I guess, maybe it's kind of, I don't know. They they just want, they both hit me in a certain type of way. So I just, you know, want to make sure that we do our job responsibly, but we got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is a bonus episode and we're going to get into Astro Fest and we got some new music. So with, you know, the kind of like to say the way we structure things, where we set up, we try to give y'all what we give y'all and we don't want to shortchange y'all. So we created this bonus episode. However, we got a lot of content coming to y'all this week. So just know. We haven't forgotten about y'all, so don't forget about us. Hit that cash app. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, you need to pull up the notes. No, no, no. I'm about. I'm, this is intro. Just talking. Just having a good time. Okay. Um, so we want to start with Astrofest. Um, for those of you who do not know, uh, Travis Scott. I think it's an annual show. This is uh, the third time he's done it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he has an event in Houston. He's from Houston. Brings everyone out, not brings everyone out, but he, he uses as a lot of guests. I think Lil Baby was there. There's a number of people that were scheduled to be there had it lasted the the full weekend. Which now that I think about it, is I don't know how quickly they put this together because Lil Baby was supposed to be there. I think it might have been on Saturday. I don't know this for a fact, but he performed at Dre's Saturday night after the fight. So technically, he would have been in two different places at the same time. So I don't know if Dre's booked him really quickly once he was no longer needed for Travis, but I don't think he performed at the Travis event, but he was supposed to be there. So the incident happened Friday night. Friday. I think he was supposed to be there be there Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. But he ended up, apparently he bought tickets to the Canelo um, Caleb Plant fight and didn't even attend, but he did do the after show at Dre's. So what Vegas. it was is probably performing early enough in the day. In Houston? Yeah. I doubt it. Why? He would have probably been a late performer. Or it's a festival. I and mean, then either flew way to Vegas. It's that's what I'm saying. Either way, 45 minutes to an hour set, you're fine private. You can get there. That seems like a lot. Um for but, the bag, it's not. I mean, I feel you. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. So, um, 
it's an event. I think they said it was like 100,000 people or something like that. So it's a massive, massive event. For those of you who know, Travis Scott has a cult following similar to the Kanye's, the Eminem's, like a very rabid fan base that is highly supportive of their artists. Beyonce has that. A couple people have that. Um, one of the things that they are known for is how they turn up. Travis Scott turns up. He he goes in. His shows are that of a legend. I've never seen him person, but we had just talked about wanting to see him person just because I've heard he puts on a, really a good very show. good show, a very entertaining show. Um, and so it's tragic to find that as of now, and I'm guessing no more numbers should come out because that'd be really weird that bodies are still there. Um, or people are in the hospital who uh, passed that, away from that, injuries. That could true. That that is true. Um, but eight people died. Um, a, a myriad of other people were sent to the hospital for various injuries due to a crowd surge that took place at the show. So obviously, very tragic. Um, a lot of these are children, teenagers, kids. They really just wanted to go have a good time. They wanted to see a, an amazing show. Um, it's rumored that he has new music coming. He had dropped two new singles. So it was supposed to be a time of joy, a time of celebration. He brought Drake out. And unfortunately, it turned into a tragic event. Um, so there's a lot of different pieces to it, but I want to kind of throw it to you. Give us your initial reaction on what you think, thought, and we'll kind of go from there. Um. I mean, if you know me, if you know anything about me, um, you know, I love music. And even more than loving music, I love to go to concerts. Like, if I had to name one thing that I've blown a lot of money on <laughs> in my lifetime, it's been concert tickets. Um, and I've been to many festivals. And so I read the headline late, um, I guess, Friday night. And I was like... No, that can't be accurate. Like, how? Um, and then I, you know, did a little more digging, Google, whatever. And it was true. And I, I was just really sad. Because um, immediately I thought to all of the concerts I've ever been to, all of the festivals I've been to, and how easily an incident like this could have changed the entire trajectory of my life. Um, like you said, these were people's kids that they sent out there to just have a good time. Um, and as more and more reports came out about what actually happened and what was going on in the crowd at the um, show, is people are disgusting. Let's just start there. Um, Elaborate. The the story that there was someone in the crowd injecting people mm -hmm. with some sort of drug, um, just just that within itself is insane to me. Um, again, I've been to festivals. I know what it's like to be in the middle of a crowd of people and you really just have to go with the flow of where the crowd is going. Um, again, fortunately, I've never been in a situation where I was being pushed forward or potentially being trampled over. Um, but I can only imagine how scary that was. Um, 
just there's there's a lot of room for error from what I've read um, and a lot of room for improvement if this festival is allowed to continue. Um, it's just overall a really sad situation from something that should have just been a really good, fun weekend. Agreed. Um, I don't really know what to think or how. I think the natural reaction when tragedy happens is to blame someone. Mm -hmm. Like Someone needs to be held responsible. We had a situation with our daughter recently and the end goal was they were asking me, so what do you want to do? And I said, someone needs to be held responsible. Like someone has to stand in front of this and take responsibility. And so for me, the issue I have, I don't even know if it's an issue. I just don't know that necessarily you can blame, blame anyone. But there's also some people I really don't want to assign blame that I feel like I kind of have to assign blame. And so from what I understand of the of the results, and I was trying to look for um, something that I had read and I was going to read some of it. Um, so to your first point, while I kind of look for that, the fact that police in their press conference came out and said that there are they gave credence to someone injecting people that's nuts that's scary like that's a better word that is really horrifying that with a hundred thousand people you could have one or maybe more people walking around and one of the security guards was right. kind of where the police really confirm. spoke to confirm they that's an even better word thank you um that in fact people were being injected and he, I guess he passed out or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that's troubling um, because we live in a world and we've, we talked a couple of pods ago about like fentanyl and its impact and how it's being laced in drugs. But now you just go on, you could be just going to have a good time and something like that could happen that caused you to do things that you would never do. You don't know why you're doing them. And apparently you can't even remember that you did them. Uh, so that, that to me is, is really, really. Just, just in general, like high level, all these diseases and just yeah. things. In a COVID in world. world. I mean, I'm not even thinking COVID. I'm thinking like AIDS and yeah. all these different things that you could potentially, because they're not changing out the needle every time they not. inject someone with something. And it's, it, that that within itself, like I really do hope that they're somehow able to find this person or people or group or whatever, because that kind of thing, like you need to go to jail, period. There's no, yeah. there's no excuse. There's no, there's nothing in the world that you could say to me that would make me feel like, oh no, like these people were asking for it. No, 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 mm -hmm. no, 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 Not no, no, um, so kind of to that point, you, you said you, obviously you hope that person's held responsible from what I'm reading. I think the hard part is this event was understaffed. Yes. Um, and where, when I started this by saying there's a lot of people to blame, but some, I don't want to, I've been at concerts. 
I like to have a good time. I've been at concerts under the influence of a variety of different things. I have. Um, it's part of concert festival culture to do stuff like that. But there has to be some kind of limit, like mosh pits. To me, I've never been to mosh pit guy. Even when I went, I, I was at a party um, when I was young, and a certain song came on, people started yeah, yeah, yeah. moshing, so to speak. Remember when Dr. Yeah, that, that song was on. That song yeah. will always be synonymous to me because someone yeah, party right right when we were kids in high school yeah like a kid died yes that night. thanks for stepping on my story but that's okay. oh i'm sorry <laughs> no that's fine i didn't know that's where you were going um we, we got to the same point but in those environments tragedy can happen and for me that song will always be synonymous with someone i grew up with was murdered um in that party and i watched that person get dragged out and it was i can see it literally as i'm talking to you what i saw that time and that was 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Um, so that culture exists in shows. And from what I understand, the crowd was about 90% white. So I'm not being racist here, but mosh pits seem to come from that culture and environment. And they seem to have kind of crazy shows from Kiss and no, like, others. Like I don't know. I mean... I know the type of concerts you've been to, but I've been to, obviously, several rock concerts. Um, Nah, mosh pits are dangerous. And you don't just jump in there willy-nilly like, oh, this is about to be cool. We're about to just push each other around. Like, you can come out of the mosh pit missing teeth with black eyes. Like, mosh pits can get really dangerous. Um, And so... Do you blame in that sense? Do you blame the culture? Because that's that's not new. Like that's been around for decades. Um, the surge. What caused the surge? Why did they choose to surge? In theory, you would have barriers up to protect and separate and allow for walkways. But in this situation, the surge led to people not being able to escape that were at the front. That would have alleviated some of the surge. Um, it, how how much responsibility is in the, the artist? And I actually have seen a video since that said Travis did stop at one point and say, "Hey, that person passed out," mm-hmm. and that he acknowledged that. But other parts obviously did not get acknowledged, and the show did not stop. Um, uh, emergency responders were trying to get to people. People are jumping on top of the emergency vehicle. So that one, obviously, it's dangerous. It's moving. You could fall off. But two, that's going to delay the emergency vehicle from getting to where it needs to get to. Obviously, if you don't have enough people on staff, one, security to keep people off of the emergency vehicle. But two, enough emergency vehicles to get to all of the people. By all accounts, and I am going to read some of them. So I guess I should probably put like this could be graphic or whatever. Hide your kids, whatever. Um, But there's just so many... And that list reminds me of the situation we had with our daughter where so many people failed. Yeah. And fortunately, in our situation, it didn't turn out to be tragic. But it could have been a very tragic situation. And I feel in this instance, in this money-hungry society where people constantly cut corners, we see it with oil spills and so many other things, and our history of humanity and what we're doing to this planet, Cutting corners to make more money. It always goes wrong. It's great in the short term, 
but it only takes that one time to go wrong and it's catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the other point I was trying to bring up was I don't, from what I can tell, all I've seen is cell phone video. There doesn't appear to be any venue video of what was happening that we could kind of point to, like we saw when Russell Westbrook had the popcorn dumped on him oh. or Kyrie got spit on or someone got spit on. Like, at least if your venue has enough cameras outside of the cameras that are actually focused, which the cameraman was not going to take his camera off of what he was looking at. I don't know if you have any other video that's going to find this individual. Listen, and that's the thing, like, with, it depends on the festival. And like you said, there's so much blame to be had on, I mean, all parties involved. Like, it sucks that Travis and Live Nation are being sued. But, I think Drake's included as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so were they playing Sickle Mode? Was that the song? I think so. Okay. I can see how that would happen. But there's just so much blame to be had all the way around. You kind of, you, 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 as the people who hosted, the people who performed, the people who promoted, staffed, and organized this event, you have to eat it. Like, yes, the crowd got out of control, but that's why you have security. Like, at Lollapalooza, the, I mean, the time that I went, the staff versus the concert goers, like, I could see more staff than I saw concert goers. Like, there were clear walkways, there's clear sections, there's Everything is organized in a way that if something like that were to happen, it's easier to fight it back because there is that much people on staff to stop something like that from happening. Um, It's great that Travis pointed out that one person, but he probably couldn't even see what was really happening. Like he saw the people in the front. And they were probably starting to get crushed and all of that. But those people in that section, you know, just behind where the camera is, where the lighting probably isn't that great, where a lot of the worst stuff is happening, he couldn't see that. And it's like, like you said, it sucks that you have to blame these people, but somebody has to take responsibility. And it's, and again, from everything that I've read, everything that I've seen, people were cutting corners. They didn't have enough people, staff to support an event of this nature. Um, But then even when they saw that it was going to be this many people, it looked like where they had the show wasn't really suited to have this kind of event to begin with. Mm. But they probably didn't want to pay more money for a bigger venue. For a bigger venue, so they kept it where they kept it. There's it so many things that went wrong. Just so many things that went wrong. Um, but like even to the security point, like I've seen video where they broke in early. Like doors are supposed to open at a certain time. They broke the fence. Yeah. They were hopping over the rails trying to cut the line to get to buy merch. And Travis does this. I bought one of his shirts and it took like four months to get to me. It's a (laughs) t-shirt. It shouldn't take four months (laughs) to get to me. He's one of the few that every collab he does is going to sell out his 
excuse me, his lows that came out recently that's white and blue are going for they sold they retailed for 160, they're going for three grand still to this day. Like I've had I have I've had a couple of Travis collabs. I kept one and I've sold a couple. Um, but he provides and provokes that kind of reaction from people. He promotes that rage mentality. When I've seen him in public, when I've seen him doing shows, when I've seen him out and I've seen how people flock to him, he encourages that same energy. He gives that same energy back, which to me feeds that Mm -hmm. fandom where, and I I don't necessarily want to make this correlation, but I'm going to make it because I'm me. And that certain, like, the beehive takes pride in, if you speak against Beyonce, they will let you know you don't speak against Beyonce. And we've, I think we talked about it on here where Beyonce hasn't necessarily come out and condemned them and say, hey, you might not want to attack people because for mental health reasons, you could call someone to commit suicide. And I wouldn't necessarily put that on Beyonce, but to a certain extent, I would if you see that you have a reputation of your group. No, and- she's tried to check the Beyonce. Has she? <laughs> yeah. oh. And they can tell her, no, nah, girl, we got it. It's cool. Go sit okay. down. <laughs> so then, then I will stand corrected. But for a while, I, did, I don't, haven't seen that. And there's other people that have similar things where January 6th, same thing. You didn't tell people to run in that building. But you did tell them to go down there and protest. And once you saw that they were doing that, you could have been a little bit more direct and saying, nah, y'all need to cool out instead of kind of letting it summer. So there's a bunch of different examples of that. And I feel like Travis feeds this because it's good for his brand. It's good for a show. And most importantly, it's good for his pockets. Um, and, but the, and that's the crazy part about all of this is, yeah, they canceled it for the rest of the weekend because they had to but all everybody sees now is dollar signs because one we know that he commands uh presence crowd whatever fan base that they're going to pay for the ticket like but they'll pay extra they'll pay more because they definitely want to make sure that they get in there and now we have to restructure it so we can set up VIP. So there are VIP viewing areas. There's like, it's it's dollar right. signs. Unfortunately, it's dollar signs. Yesterday's and price is not today's it's price. It's not today's price. And it's off of the back of eight people dying. Right. Like they were rushing to get to the merch table. Boom. We're going to have like six of them. And there's going to be stuff exclusively just for this concert. You'll never be able to get it. Like this. And this is how companies think. Like, yeah, they're going to get sued, and there's I don't see any way around not losing a lawsuit or at least having to settle with the families of people who died. But that's why you have insurance. But that's why you have insurance. Um, and they'll pay these people out, and next year when they're advertising for this festival, there's going to be all these cool new features that boast all of these brand new prices, and people are going to pay them. As well as safe, new safety measures that would be put oh, in place. Oh, yeah. There's always new safety measures. But that leads me to the people. And I'm going to read something. And then I'm going to get back to the people. So this was from... Um, at Sean Faith. 
I don't know if I'm saying that right, but <laughs> that's what I'm reading. So I'll paraphrase it because it's kind of long. Um, but basically she said, my friend and I wanted to be close uh, to the stage, as close as we could possibly get. We were not able to get very close. But we did end up on the, let me, I'm going to pull this close because it's small. Um, <laughs> we wanted to get close, but we were not able to get very close. But we did end up on the side, near the walkway in the middle. Surrounding us were chest high metal gates, barriers. We stood there for two hours, as did every other person. So you get an idea of, and if you've been to a concert and you've got up close, you recognize you got to get there super early and you just got to stay there. Because if you lose your spot to go pee or do something else, you out of luck. Um, so basically, every gap was filled. Where your feet were placed was where they stayed. Energy rose as the time neared. Beginning the show. Within the first 30 seconds of the first song, people began to drown in other people. Think about that. The first 30 seconds of the first song. That's where I fall on the people. You too lit. If in 30 seconds, in the middle of the crowd, not at the front, in the middle, people are starting to go down. There were so many people. One person we haven't talked about is a fire marshal. Mm-hmm. When he they saw the video of them gates getting broken and potentially people that shouldn't have been there in, somebody got to step up and say something. Uh, there were so many people, tall men, women, women and men, where the only thing they could see was the back of the person in front of them. The rush of people became tighter and tighter. Breathing became something only a few were capable of. The rest were crushed or unable to breathe in the thick, hot air. And again, this is in Houston. Granted, we're somewhat fall time, but it's Houston. So weather's probably pretty decent. Um, The rest were crushed or unable to breathe in the thick, hot air. My friend began to gasp for breath. And she told me we needed to get out. We tried. There was nowhere to go. The shoving got harder and harder. If someone's arms had been put had been up, it was no longer a possibility to put it down. So the people began to choke one another as the mass swayed. It became more and more violent. We began to scream for help. We could see security just a few people over in the walkway in the middle. It got tighter. Impossible to breathe as our lungs were compressed between the bodies of those surrounding us. More people began to scream for help. The music continued. So I don't know as an artist how you differentiate screaming. But what I can tell you, and I'm not going to necessarily play the audio because I don't know if legally we can do it or YouTube would mute it. But these weren't screams of joy at the song. If you've ever been in a situation, I hope you haven't. But when you're in fear of your life screaming, it ain't the same. And if security is within sight 
And from what I could hear from the audio, you can hear the screams. Someone is dropping the ball. Um, the music continued. Hundreds of people ripped their vocal cords apart, screaming for help. But we were not hurt. There was nowhere to go. My friend was trapped between people on every side of her, and she desperately tried to move towards the rail. It was no use. The screaming intensified as more people realized they could not breathe. We begged security to help us, for the performer to see us and know something was wrong. None of that came. We continued to drown more and more. One person fell or collapsed. It doesn't matter how it started. Once one fell, a hole opened in the ground. It was like watching a Jenga tower topple. Person after person were sucked down. You could not guess from which direction the shove of hundreds of people would come next. You were at the mercy of the wave. I watched my friend be dragged away from me and lost sight of her. I began to realize in that moment that there is a way to die that not many people know about, being trampled to death. I saw terror in every eye that I met. Even the ones that told me to breathe and stay calm, we knew there was a very big chance some of us would not make it out alive. I was pushed away from the rail into the crowd of people where I could hear from another direction the shrieks of animals. It was happening all around me. These sinkholes of people, I was moved back towards the sinkhole I started at and was pushed to the edge of it. I sunk my feet into the ground, put my arms out, and tried to stop anyone from entering the circle or pushing those already in it. I was shoved further to the ground, my face down at the cold, hard plastic below us, and saw the body of a man. His face below mine. I lost it. There were people below the ones I could see from above. There was a floor of bodies, of men and women, below two layers of fallen people above them. I began to shriek. shriek. I felt a primal tear rip through me, and I am not sure anyone understood the magnitude of the situation below. There were people unconscious, being trampled by every foot that slammed into the ground as each individual tried to keep themselves upright. I saw a face and I became a shield for him. I think he smiled at me. Then I was shoved to the side as I saw more shoes slam to the ground, exactly in the spot his body lay face up. I couldn't help him. I couldn't help any of them. I didn't stop screaming the entire time. No one knew there were people below those that they could see. I almost met the same fate. I was losing balance and I asked the man to grab me. He pulled me up and righted myself for just a fraction of a second before I was sucked back into the crowd. I couldn't take what I saw. I had to get out. I'll skip a little bit to I saw a platform that looked directly into the crowd. 
I climbed the ladder and pointed to the hole. There's video of this if you want to see it on the internet. Um, telling, I climbed the ladder and pointed to the hole, telling him people were dying. This is the cameraman on that platform. He told me to get off the platform and continued filming. I screamed over and over again. He wouldn't even look in the direction. So I pushed the camera so it pointed toward where I had just come from. He became angry. He called someone else up. I told him the same thing. People were dying. We needed to stop the music. We needed help. We needed attention towards the mass because I thought if those people were aware, maybe they would do something. The other man grabbed my arm and told me he would push me off the 15-foot platform with no sides if I didn't get down. I told him to help. I told him people were dying. I showed him where. He wouldn't look in the direction either. Um, there's more to it. Um, she continues to try and get in touch with people, um, try and tell people. Um, and ultimately, nothing happened. Eventually, there were two red medical shirts. Um, there's video of the ambulances and things. Um, but again, this started 30 seconds into the first song. By all accounts, Drake did not come out on the first song. So how you managed to have a concert to that point, how many songs were played while this was happening and people were ignored? That is where I believe some of this has to fall on the performers. Someone has to be able to recognize there's an ambulance driving through the audience. There's video of it. We need to take a break and figure out what's going on. Or is it that your shows are so commonplace where this is happening that you're desensitized to it? As bodies, and I've heard reports, bodies were being crowd surfed, unconscious bodies were being crowd surfed out. And the show just keeps going on. Like, I have a hard time reconciling that. And so, obviously, the lawsuits have been filed. But I don't know who ultimately should be held responsible. I definitely think the cameraman. And there's, there's video of it. And it, was, it wasn't just her. There's another person that also climbs on the platform in a video I saw. But, like... This was so avoidable, but it happened. And that to me is just really, really, really tragic and unfortunate. Your thoughts? <sighs> I mean, I like I said, I know, again, I've been to festivals. I've been to sold out shows. I know what it's like to be in the middle of a crowd. I know what it's like to have literally thousands of people around you and you can't necessarily go just wherever you want to go because the crowd is that thick. Um, as soon as I start, like I said, when I started reading, seeing accounts of what happened, all I could do was think about all the times I'd ever been in a crowd like that and had it gone wrong 
I might not be here today. Um, one, if you're claustrophobic, if you have any fear of tight spaces or anything like that, festivals, concerts like that are not for you. Um, taking your kids to stuff like that, I wouldn't advise of it just because you never know what could happen, especially in today's world. You just never know what could go wrong. Um, but the part that, like you said, bothers me the most is that it wasn't that nobody didn't realize what was happening. Like people were notified. People were, you could hear, you can tell the difference between a scream for help and a scream for, you know, joy, enjoying the moment, the song. Um, and the fact that just nobody was doing their job. Because that's, to me, that's what it sounds like. People were not doing their job. Um, they have to eat it. Regardless of who they would like for the blame, like they want to blame the crowd. They want to blame, you know, whoever they can. Because ultimately, the safety of people who go to these shows falls in the hands of the people who organize it. And eight is a very small number. It's a big number, but it's a very small number compared to what could have, it really could have been. Um, to hear that there were layers of people being trampled at the same time, one, as a person, that's disgusting to hear. Because like, if I step on something that doesn't even remotely feel like the ground, I'm going to stop and at least look down and see what I see. But to hear that all these people just kept going about their business, enjoying the concert, enjoying the show, like, where is your mind at? Like you said, you're too lit. There's no way a person who is sober or a person who's even just a little bit lucid realizes that they're stepping on people and they just continue partying. Like, there's just so many things wrong with this entire situation. And again, the show is not permanently canceled. It's just not. There's too much money to be made. They're going to roll out all these new safety protocols and safety measures. and But to guarantee that you don't even have to deal with the crowd, there's going to be VIP. And there's going to be tiers of VIP. And the more money you pay, the better your experience is going to be. At minimum, you won't have to potentially put up with the crowd surge. And that's just indicative of the society that we live in. Like, we see the problem. Like, I see you are suffering. But instead of me helping you get out of your suffering, I'm going to keep doing my job so that I can keep getting paid. And that's, that's just crazy. Like, again, the people, you know, the families of the people who passed away definitely are going to get paid. The people who ended up in the hospital, they're definitely going to get paid. I don't think any of the people who turned away, all those who were seeking help should still have jobs. Like this venue, like you said, when they saw the video of people rushing the gates to get in early, at that point, more security should have been called. A fire marshal should have been called. 
Like there are so many places where they dropped the ball um, that would have made this situation even just a little bit better. Um, and they didn't. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't feel bad for really anybody, um, you know, who's in control of this, who's going to end up getting blamed for it because at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to make sure that the event that you're throwing for people to have a good time at, they actually have a good time. And so, again, like you said, you know, many, many prayers um, and good vibes to all those affected by what happened because I just couldn't imagine. Like you said, like a 10-year-old? Yeah. A 10-year-old. I don't know why a 10-year-old was at that concert, but for whatever reason they were, and they died. A 10-year-old. I think the 10-year-old's in the hospital. Oh, in Had hospital. cardiac arrest. I don't think the 10-year-old died. I know a 14 and a 16-year-old have been named as died. Mm -hmm. But I think- But even still, yeah, yeah. like my babies, I sent my babies to a concert. They really wanted to go, okay, kids, this is just a concert. Go ahead, have a great time. And they never make it home. Yeah. Like somebody has to answer for that. Um, I believe someone will. I don't know how long it'll take, but- oh, it's not going to take long. <laughs> I mean, they're going to investigate. I mean, I think we watched like the Malice at the Palace. And so obviously those cameras sucked, but I think there will be a thorough-ish enough investigation at somebody. The civil lawsuits, that's done. Yeah. The criminal aspect is more so what I'm saying might take some time. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see kind of what comes of it. I think this will set a precedent also. Um depending on how this rolls out and how people are held responsible. Um, yeah, I've been to, I think almost probably every concert I've been to, I've seen people pass out, but this is different. It is. It's, it's this way is, this different. is way different. And the lack of humanity, uh, we're just going to keep walking forward. And, and every, I've been at a bunch of shows. You wreck. I've stepped on, napkins and then <laughs> like so, what is on my foot what is that right like there's no way you're just walking forward pushing forward i don't care how excited you are as soon as your foot is on something that's not ground you feel it i don't care what shoes you have on it's just there's no excuse these people could give me that would make sense no just none none so in the Similar vein, obviously very different scenario of things not making sense. We have new music. And Summer Walker has come out with a smash. Ladies are loving it. I've seen a number of men that have suffered violence. <laughs> uh, have been put in a doghouse. Have, uh, have been looked at. A certain way. I don't even know. I feel like maybe there's been a vibe in this house or something. Um, but still not still over it um, is the name of the album. She is projected to do 210,000, which is phenomenal. Uh, her last album, I think, did 134 its first week. She's set to be number one. So for all the trauma she went through, for all of the mark, whatever. It worked. 
Um, the album's doing incredible numbers. So I'm going to get out of the way and let you give your take on the album and your thoughts. And I will slide my way back in and give my two cents. I mean, I told you as soon as I turned it on, like Summer came out swinging. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Summer Walker and her father, the father of her child, London on the track, I don't know his actual name. Um, you know that they've worked together on her first album, which was really, really good. Um, they then started a romantic relationship. He has three other children with other women. Um, she tried, I guess is what we'll say, to bring all parties together and kind of like be a peacemaker between everyone. Who's everyone? The baby mamas in London and herself. Like she tried to be good, set an, not necessarily set an example, but, you know, just for everybody to get along so that the kids could get along and, you know, less drama. Mm -hmm. um, but from the time that they started dating until probably until after she had her baby, like it was just drama. Like they hated her. They posted stuff about them. One of them was still sleeping with him. He was still cheating on her. Like it was the ultimate toxic of toxic relationships. Um, and then unfortunately, when it came time to make this album, her record label said, we don't care what you think you're going to do. He's going to produce it. Um, and he produced a ton of it. He, he did. He produced half of it. Um, so that's what, 16 songs? Mm, no, it's like 20. Oh, um, yeah. But like I said, she comes out swinging from track one. And it's just a roller coaster of a lot of emotions right up into the end to Sierra's prayer. Um, there's some, I, I think there's some good songs on it though. It's not, for me, it's not the music that I listen to. I don't, I've been in toxic relationships. I've been, in, you know, been in relationships that don't make you feel good about yourself. So I don't typically listen to music that sings to that, that speaks a lot to that. I try not to, one, because it's the not the energy <laughs> that I try to thrive on. Um, and like you said, there's already been a whole lot of uh, venom is the word I'll use on social media regarding the album. Um, if you was beefing with your girl before the album came out, you can just hang it up. Like she's probably not going to speak to you till probably Christmas. And depending on what you were doing, you might just want to just start over with somebody else. Um, um, I would say I do like, I think her penmanship, her writing skills have uh, evolved. Her storytelling have evolved with this album. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of the sheer emotion um, that she's going through, but she definitely left it all out there for you to feel 
her ups, her downs, and everything in between. And a lot of it she wrote while she was pregnant. And so she was going through all these, but one, every woman who's ever been pregnant knows there are a lot of emotions. And a lot of times, it's not even necessarily your partner's fault that there are so many emotions, but regardless, they're there. And if your partner sucks or really sucks in London on a Tracks case, um, it can leave you feeling really, really, really empty. So like I remember hearing, like I remember when she released the track list for Sierra, like the album and Sierra's Prayer was on there. I was just like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't understand why that's there when I already know that this album is about to be like full of just hate and <laughs> these, these, these vibes. But listening to the album in its entirety, like, I guess I understand when you, especially when you've been through that kind of situation, because it's, what, two years, maybe? Um, Sears prayer at the end of the album is kind of like, what's the word? Like a light at the end of the tunnel. Like you realize that all these things that you've been tolerating, all these things that you've put up with for the last however many months, years, or whatever, that you have to do something different. You have to do something better. Um, but I, and I was having this conversation online. Like, if you're going to pray that prayer, <laughs> to me, there's a lot of other things that come along with praying that prayer. Like, Sierra, that prayer, you know, we all have heard about it. It's how she got Russell. But that's not the entirety of how she got Russell. She realized that the relationships that she had been in with the men before, part of them were her fault. Like, there were things about her. There were things that she needed to heal within herself to attract the kind of man that she was praying for. There were things that she needed to do for herself that to keep the kind of man that she was praying for. And I don't think I heard a lot of mindset change in the album. Like if, you know, if you want to get analytical with the lyrics um, to say that, yeah, her next relationship won't be as toxic or people listening to that album. If your mindset is, all this toxic energy is all this other person's fault. And I took no part in creating any of it, or I took no part in, you know, absorbing any of it. You're not going to get what you want out of Sierra's prayer. And you're probably not going to be ready to receive the kind of man that you're praying for. So it's it's an interesting album. It's not something that I'll probably listen to a whole, whole lot. Um, again, just because like I try to listen to stuff that's a little bit more uplifting. So, but again, like there are some bangers on there for people who want to be upset and mad at men. X for a reason and fourth baby mama. Like <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. <sighs> so 
your premise, I agree with. Like, I think the way in which she articulated her feelings and emotions, she did a great job. I didn't hear change. I didn't hear going to do things different. I just heard y'all suck. Not just him, but all y'all other women too. Um, I've said it multiple times. And Rich, if you watch this, I look forward to hearing getting another phone call from you. Stop dating these entertainers, these athletes. You know what you're signing up for. We talked about Brittany Renner not too long ago. You know. I dislike that woman. I didn't edit the. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I know. You just kept talking. <laughs> You've done the majority of talking for all of this. Not this episode. Yeah, yeah. Not the summer part. We just started the summer part. I tried to pass it to you. You don't be saying that. <laughs> what are you doing? I got a stupid name. <coughs> I told you. Yeah. Um, so just like Brittany Renner, who we talked about, like, you know, you know what you're getting with these guys. So I don't get the venom to a certain extent. Like I get it, but I don't like at a certain point, like, you know what you're getting, you know what to expect. Like he got mad kids with mad baby mamas, with mad drama and you still picked him. I don't care what he told you. You saw what you saw. Um, so that, that's part of it uh, that, I, that I have. And then my second part is, what's the end game? Real, in like real life relationships. So if I'm her and you make this album, cool. You made the album. You're angry. You're bitter. You were done wrong. I agree. So what's next? Like, if I'm a woman and I listen to this and now I'm starting to treat my man a certain way because I'm emotionally impacted, what's your goal? But no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you listen to the album and there is a little bit of, like, evolution from the very first song to when you get to Sierra's Prayer. But by the time you get to Sierra's Prayer, you've, you've listened to all this emotion 
and I'm sure like, even for me, like there were different things in different songs where it's just like, ooh. Triggering. Triggering. But by the time you get to Sierra's prayer, if you really want what's in Sierra's prayer, the trigger, the motivation is like there's more, there's better, there's actual love out there. If you believe anything about the prayer or, you know, the song or whatever, um, you're not just saying, like, because I've seen people have printed it out and there's, <laughs> and it's the thing that they're saying to themselves in the mirror when they get ready in the morning. Like, if you're believing, and we do it all the time, like, we pray every night as a family mm -hmm. and we believe we're believing God for certain things. Mm -hmm. And if these women are saying this prayer and actually believing in God for the changes, not just in the men that, you know, that they want, but the changes that she also asked for within herself. There you go. Then end game is I'm going to be happy like Sierra. Now, if you don't actually believe in any of the stuff that you're saying and you're just saying it, hoping that you're going to manifest this man of your dream and you don't have to do any of the hard work that would actually make a relationship like that work. No, you're just going to end up pissed off and mad <laughs> and lonely and miserable. And so that you put it well, that's my concern is and this is why Kevin Samuels has a platform he has <laughs> there's two sides to this yes London is grimy but you picked him and too often I see women picking the same types of men and this is true I see women idolizing and mentally fornicating with the same types of men mentally fornicating, mentally fornicating. what is that where you mentally visualize fornication <laughs> it was pretty straightforward <laughs> take my word if you want you can use that that's free that's free um like I, what was it? i was i've read a post about a guy's post and he he was saying something Man, I wish I could remember it, ideally. But basically, he was saying, oh, I think it was Kodak Black, actually. <laughs> Not the best messenger, but regardless. Jesus. But his point was, like, rich men, if you're a rich guy, don't think that you're safe. Because the re reason women talk to poor men is because poor men have the time to give them the attention that they want. Rich men, a lot of times, won't. So... You have a rich man, he's affords you a lifestyle, but you lack the attention because he's working or he's grinding or whatever. Conversely, if you're poor, you got all the time in the world. <laughs> but women want to take trips. Women want bags. Women want hair. Women want nails. So there's no win. So it leads to this interesting dynamic where the divorce rate is super high infidelity is at probably an all-time high and it's accepted 
in a lot of cases. Infidel is accepted by people's actions versus their words. I hear a bunch of people say, I would hate to be cheated on, but mad people be cheating. Y'all be cheating with each other's moms, with each other's dads, with each other's brothers, with each other's best friends, with each, like, with each other's children. Like, y'all be cheating with everybody. But nobody want to be cheated on. So, I get the anger and outrage and the hurt and the pain. But I kind of don't get it. Because y'all sing and dance to all the music that's talking and advocating for cheating and for not being in monogamous relationships. And y'all are not willing to do the things to accommodate what the man wants in the monogamous relationship. And when you got a man that kind of fits the criteria of what you want, similar to the Kanye conversation, you bash him, you belittle him, you berate him, you talk down upon him. So I don't know what y'all want, women. I don't know what your goal is other than to just be angry and blow off steam. But I ultimately think you're going to end up miserable and bored and you're going to piss off your man at a gift giving time. And you're going to look real <laughs> dumb on Christmas when he took back everything he bought you because you was acting crazy because Summer Walker, who has a terrible contract and maybe doesn't have as much money, but more than you, is OK. And you're going to be looking in the mirror looking dumb in the face. Not where I thought she was going with this point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not where I thought she was going at all. Um, ugh. we're not gonna get into Kevin Samuels. I have my, you know, there are times where I really, really agree with the man. There are other times where I would hit him in his face if we were close, to, you know, enough for that to happen. Um, one, I'm just going to turn towards the man, the love of my life, you mm. know, because I appreciate you and all that you do for me and our children and our family. One is this point that you're trying to make. Like, it's not that we just shake and dance to the music that everybody is cheating and advocating for cheating and sucky love lives for. Like, everybody does that. That's not got nothing to do with your your actual aspirations in a relationship you like, can't talk about energy and how valuable and important it is which is why you don't listen to this type of music but then also say but everyone dances to the music with the bad energy i mean it, you're, you're confusing the two i'm not listening to that kind of music because that's not the kind of space i'm in that's not like, I don't want to be sad over relationships that don't even matter to me anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you're currently in a relationship that you feel is toxic and it makes you sad, you're probably going to listen to the music that speaks to where you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a smart thing. Like, I think you should probably leave the relationship right. and pick up a book that makes you feel better about yourself. But that's not how everybody functions. Being in a toxic relationship, like, yes, lots of people cheat. Yes, there's a lot of women who are screwed up. But I know of a lot of people who aren't screwed up, who want real relationships with real people who really want to build something. And people suck. Right. Not just men. 
but women suck too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, not this, not the lyrics in these particular songs can't necessarily be applied to women, but the vibe can definitely be applied to women. So it can go either way, and it's not. <sighs> Say it. <laughs> Just say it. It's not the only way that Mr. Samuels presents it. Like, or Kodak, I would never take any kind of relationship from advice from Kodak Black of all freaking people. But that's the problem. No, it's not the problem. I don't have a problem. Okay. I, I got it. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not cheating on me. I'm not. We're not in a toxic relationship. We're in a toxic relationship. Mm. You're going to sit here and tell the people we're We're in a toxic relationship. We're not in a toxic relationship. I don't relate to this music, which is why I'm not probably going to be listening to it in heavy rotation. But there are a lot of people in this world right now who really do want honest, loving relationships and they're not getting that from the dating pool that is currently out there. Because from what I've heard, it really sucks. I mean, I was, I've was i been out there. And I didn't particularly like it very much. Um, so it's, it's not just women not knowing what they want. Like, when we're off camera, I can tell you some stuff that I know of my men friends and family members are part- currently partaking and participating in. And if they had an opportunity to warn the women that they were with, I would say stay far, 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 far away. It's everybody going through these relationship problems because people really suck. But that, that's my point. No, nah, but you, you specifically singled out women just now. Because women, y'all don't know what y'all want and y'all are going to mess up. But I don't feel up. like, yes, and I'm not operating in in infinite like all or anything like that i hear it a lot more from women complaining men a lot of times will charge it to the game like they got got when women take advantage of men the britney renners and all these like typically the men just they eat it they got caught they got played they got taken advantage of sucks the Bruno Mars song that just can't, or the Silk Sonic song. Yeah. Like, he's this owning it. Like, chick got me paying or rent, paying or bills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, but he, I'm stuck here all alone. Yeah, but he, he's in it. Like, he, he owns that. She's for the streets, and I'm going to keep paying her rent. <laughs> she's for the streets. Um, So he's not mad at her. He's more mad at himself for feeling the way, but I embrace that I made this decision. I believe at some point, and I, I point that I'm pointing at myself when I say this. Like I believe at some point society has to get to a point where cheating isn't viewed the same. It's it happens too frequently for people to still be mad when they get cheated on. Everybody cheats. So then it's just supposed to be okay. It it I feel like it almost you have to almost accept it. So is it okay if I just go cheat no. on you tomorrow? So like that's what I'm saying. saying. I'm saying I'm talking to me. If you went out and cheated, I should expect that. It happens more times than not. 
it is happening in majority of relationships. So then it's, but what you're saying then essentially is it's just supposed to be okay. Yes, people suck. You've said it. They're not going to stop. So what's the solution? Keep getting angry every time they cheat. They're going to keep cheating. You don't have to tolerate somebody who keeps cheating, though. So then the alternative. You the cheater. That sounds great. And there's a bunch of songs about I left him and now I'm miserable and I'm lonely and I got fat or whatever else came from ending, a relationship. ending that relationship. So I think it's one of those situations where men and women on both sides, because it ain't just men cheating. Women have long caught up with men in the cheating category. Long caught up. But I think it similar to like ancient times where the king had mad concubines. So now you want to have multiple wives? I've had, we've had this discussion. I think there is value in having multiple wives. I think it could cause a ton of problems, but I think there is a value in it as well. Um, oh, I don't see a value in it. Well, you're a woman. and So the, I would have multiple husbands to handle all the different things that I would want my husband, my one husband to handle? Yes, like we just had this conversation earlier today. Like, I don't, and I was just joking. It was a completely facetious statement. But I was like, you should be able to read my mind. If I had four husbands, everything that I think would be actually happen. And that's just how relationships are supposed to function. I think there's value in that. I think there's, again, someone's going to get emotionally attached. Someone's going to get their feelings hurt. And no, it someone... doesn't matter because we're all married. We're all in a relationship. My point is, that sounds great until the reality of it is, I want I my turn and I can't get my turn right, or whatever I want you else. To yeah, and so then that causes a problem. But in relation to Summer and her album, I do wish Summer the best. Um, London had a pretty narcissistic response, a pretty unbothered response. Right, because he's a trash person. And he's getting paid, which yeah. that leads to the last part for us to wrap this up. Kanye talked about it in his interview. He said, I don't like to read. I don't really like to do math. He's not an idiot. That's just his reality. It's a lot of people. In it is. Reality. When you got to download a new app on your phone and have this 13,000 page agreement that you sign, no one reads it. You just, you just push agree. accept. <laughs> um, I've been in situations where I had to sign something and it was either you can sign it and get your phone or you cannot sign it. I need my phone. I'm not reading all this. So it happens. But it really, really sucks that the music industry, and I'm going to specifically speak to music because I, I can only speak to music on my education, that the, the culture in music still allows for the type of contracts that artists are getting in 2021. Somewhere we talked about the Kanye thing and people banding together. And I've heard it talked about on Joe's pod and others where artists need a union to advocate on their behalf. The fact that Summer is a, uh, let's just be really, really generous and say, or almost ridiculous and say she's a top 10 RB act. I think she's way higher than that. But a top 10 female RB act has the type of contract that she has is mind-boggling. 
And I get it similar to the Scottie Pippen issue where when you come from nothing, you take whatever you can get and you think about long term later. But there has this at some point, there has to be some kind of progress towards some kind of real fairness in these deals. And for those of you that don't, don't know, and I'm only going off what's reported, so if it comes out wrong and different, blame the people that wrote the article. <laughs> don't blame me. She's getting 15% of every album sale. She wrote. She sang. She didn't do just 15% of the work. She did like 80% of the work. Not only that, somebody advised her, somehow her management company, and her label are the same people. Your management company should be operating in your best interest as the talent. If your label is also you're managing you, they're going to do what's in their best interest, not yours, which is probably how she got herself in this contract. On top of that, it sounds like it's one of those 360 deals where she gets a very small percentage of all her non-musical stuff. So if Summer wants to get a hot sauce at Popeye's. If Summer wants to create a waist training band, if Summer wants to act in a TV show, they're eating off everything. No. Yes. You got got that portion wrong. Doesn't know what I read. 15% of any music related. No. She also gives up a large amount of non-musical earnings. Like that was in the other article I read. Really? Dang, that sucks. And that's how most 360s work. Like yeah. they hit they everything. They take a little of everything. Not a little. It's like a lot of everything. Um, Savage. Like Joe has been, he had a 20 year career. Kanye put out 11 albums before he could get out of his Def Jam deal. We've talked about some of the other ways in which the industry will manipulate you so that they won't let you out of your deal until you sign a new deal, which keeps you in the deal. Or they won't release your music. So say you own four albums. They won't release the fourth album until you sign on for a new deal. So you can't get out because you can't get the album out, but you don't want to sign again with them. Like it's it's just really, 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 really nasty. Like, I mean, and this isn't about Summer Walker. Like the fact that Anita Baker, like I don't know yeah. people who are familiar with the story, but she was fighting for the masters to her music. She had outlived the legality of of all the contracts she had ever signed. So rightfully, that music completely belonged to her. But record labels, management companies, all these people who had a stake in her masters fought this woman for, what, two years? For what was legally hers at this point. Um, she did finally win. She, you know, she now owns all of her music. I've been streaming it a lot just because I was so happy that she won. But the idea that you can sign a bad deal, and she started singing when she was like 19. She's like 60 something now. Um, you can sign a bad deal 30 years ago and still not be able to get around the bad deal. When the bad deal isn't even valid, legally valid anymore. It's just insane to me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, just for context, 
if and when this album goes platinum, Summer will make 150 grand before taxes. Yeah. You have a platinum selling album. But then she also took out oh, an $85,000 advance. advance. So she has to pay the advance. She's going to pay that. And I'm sure there's interest. Of course. So it's an awful deal. Like just heartbreaking a whole different level from what we talked about earlier. But that's really, really sad. And this is a premiere artist. Yeah. Like, and so then to reinforce that, the very person that gave you all your content for your album, you have to work with that person. Talk about a hostile work environment. Bro, I don't know how she did it. She better person than me. Like, I don't know how that's legal. <laughs> that there is legal documented issues with an individual and your boss is forcing you to work with them, not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. And to make matters the icing on the cake, not only are you forced to work with them, you got to pay them Yeah. out of your budget. Your money. Like, man, oh, man, oh, man. That's the type of stuff to get people shot. Man, <laughs> it is like because it, it's one thing to be pissed off about you know personal stuff. Like I even talked to my mom about this, like when from her divorce. Like it's one thing to have to deal with personal stuff with someone, but then when they start to drain you financially and you yeah. are no longer obligated to be any sort of financial responsibility for them, like. That's the type of stuff that'll get you shot. <laughs> no, I'll say even for me, like that's when <laughs> things got real bad. The reason I talk like I talk is because of that part. <laughs> when my situation happened and I had to pay alimony. No, I didn't pay alimony. I had to pay for them to live somewhere else. Oh, okay. Okay. Like you messed this up and I <laughs> gotta pay you. For you to get out of my house that I bought? <laughs> like I be wanting to make jokes. Like that's when just because that's when you right. You want to put some gloves on. You wanna you wanna OJ some people. Like you wanna <laughs> you start contemplating like, is it worth it? Cause that's when, you know what I'm saying? Like you feel it. So yeah, like shout out to her, um, not her, but um, Summer. Summer. Um, your success, much success. I will say, I hope the next time, and we probably got some time. I do want to see some evolution. I, you don't need to be the toxic R&B singer all the time. You don't have to be typecast that way. I do hope you find somebody. I hope She's you make. Kidding. I hope you find somebody that you can build a life with. I hope you, they will be patient with you because you got a lot of trauma. <laughs> I hope you are talking to people that are bipartisan. I hope you come out of this healthier and better. And I hope the things in that prayer, you take heart and you make the change because you too can become the next Sierra. Um, Who else has an album coming out? SZA's supposed to have an album. Right. SZA, so 
she typically makes borderline toxic music, so mm-hmm. we might not be done with that. And then, well, Adele's music isn't necessarily toxic, but it's not like good. Adele is. Yeah. Oh, my favorite Adele songs are mad. I, I said that when we started this pod. The best but music comes from the worst places. But I, I love, 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 love Adele. No, there's a guy. There's a man. Toxic man. Uh, I mean, there's a, quite a few we talked about. No, you know, I think the guy. It wasn't. It wasn't Brent. Um, but he's toxic too. I don't. It's remember. not future. Future's not dropping an album this year. Oh, someone that's talk, has dropped. I know yeah. Ross is supposed to be dropping one, but he's not really toxic. He's just yeah, misogynist. He's dog. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that. Is. Yeah, there's a guy. Uh, it's it's gone. The thought bubble is gone. But I mean, there's plenty of time for you guys to enjoy all of the new music that's coming out. Yeah. The rest of the year, hopefully, you find some solace in someone who isn't toxic, and you know you build a great, loving relationship with them. Fortunately, most of the people I know are in pretty decent relationships. Um, are you thinking about it? Yeah, <laughs> mine aren't. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not talking about your friends. You and yeah. Um. I mean, if you, like I said, album is dope, depending on where you are in life. Yeah, um, for me, no replay value. I just <laughs> want to be honest. Uh, I don't need that kind of energy and messaging in my life or around my daughter, ideally. Um, or my sons. Uh, hopefully they don't have to feel the way she felt or has felt. But Yeah, so that that's all for uh, this bonus episode, this bonus material, but there is some more coming at you guys. There's been so much going on in the world this last week. Um, So we want to get to all of it because we've got an opinion on all of it. (laughs) Um, So definitely like, share, and subscribe. Hit that bell for the notification because stuff could be dropping at any time. Uh, Thank you so much for all the support. Continue to run it up. Continue to share with your friends and family. Bring it up on your dinner table conversations. Bring it up in your nights with your friends. Um, we want to hear from y'all. We want to talk to y'all, engage with y'all. We've done some live stuff. We might be doing some more of that. So just stay tuned. We're doing a lot of great things. We definitely appreciate you all. We continue to rock with y'all as y'all rock with us. And in life, what? Nothing. In life, things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Choose wisely. Uh, always bet on you. And if we have been a blessing to you, go ahead and bless us. Hit that cash app. Take care of us because we got all these kids to take care of for this <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. We love y'all and appreciate y'all. Yeah. Really? We got all these kids to take care of?